everybody. This is Jenna. And I'm Noelle. And this is More Than Murder, where we delve into everything eerie with a side of true crime. More Than Murder is not your typical true crime podcast. Join us on a weekly tour through the haunted, the bloody, the creepy, and the nutty on our Freaky Fridays. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Welcome back, listeners. We got such a fun episode today. Ugh, fun. (laughs) Fun is a relative term, you know, especially in this type I, of business. It, it, it is, because <laughs> I, I I sometimes classify researching true crime as fun. Oh, so research is definitely fun. The stuff you're researching is not, not so fun. much sometimes. But that is what I have today. I have a true crime story for you. And I'm not quite familiar with this one. Whether I've heard bits and pieces from the past, I don't know, but I don't think I've heard much. So get ready. Yeah. It's a, it's I, a doozy. Uh, it, it's a long one, too, so let's just... Let's get it going. Yeah, I want to sit back and listen. All right, so... Tell me a story. Way back in the day, you know, on my tiny e-machine computer that we had sitting on the floor, because we didn't have a computer desk at this time, um, I'm, I'm a spry 10, 11-year-old, and I found this case. And what I do when I find a case like this is I just spiral completely. I have to oh, yeah. read every single article on it, anything I can find. I feel like that's how all of us true crime junkies are. Yes. Like you go on these rabbit holes. Like yes. you just go down the rabbit hole. Hundred percent. And it'll Long be time on. from one case, and then you're at a completely different case. Oh yeah. You know, way down the spectrum. Or, yeah. Absolutely. So, Especially now with like YouTube, you find all exactly. this stuff. You're like, oh, what's this? Exactly. I mean, this. This was earlier on in, like, our computer days, Mm. definitely with the dial-up. But I was doing that all the time, and I knew when we started this podcast I had to cover this case because it's bonkers, but there's also, like, a strong female undertone. Huh. And survival undertone as well. So Mm -hmm. we are going to talk about um, a girl named Colleen Stan. And this story is actually also widely known as The Girl in the Box. Uh, sounds lovely. <sighs> Doesn't it, though? All right. So the story starts out with a 20-year-old Colleen Stan, um, and it is May 19th of 1997. Okay. That so date a, yeah. is a little yeah. important. Your birthday. That's my birthday. Your birthday. I'm not, no, 92, <laughs> 90s baby here. We're both born in 1992. Woohoo! Millennials. We're creeping up there. We're creeping up to our... Oh, God, we're knocking on 30s. Turties. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, so Colleen lived in Eugene, Oregon. Um, I actually have family that lives in Eugene, Oregon. Oh, I beautiful, believe I didn't know that. Yes. Beautiful area. I had never gotten a chance to go, but I would love to. Yeah, same here. But Colleen had decided that she wanted to travel to Northern California, where her friend was having a birthday get-together. Okay. Um, not too far? No, really not. You know, it, they're yeah. hugging each other. Kidding me? Don't mind our... <laughs> Man, I thought that was done with in the second episode. <laughs> We're learning. Give Sorry, about it. I thought my computer sound was off. <laughs> <laughs> that is okay. So at this point, Colleen, it's 1977. She's not shy to hitchhiking. Oh, yeah. That's the time. Yep. Um, it's the 70s. Everyone was doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, when we grew up, it was the 
90s and early 2000s. So it was do not talk to strangers. Do not take candy from strangers. Do not accept rides from strangers. Absolutely. Beating that into our heads, which Which is great practice. Don't do that. Do not get into cars with strangers. Do not do that. Even Ubers sometimes. They do not know your parents, (laughs) even if they tell you they do. Yeah. (laughs) As we know from every serial killer doc or true crime show, the 70s was a pretty carefree time. Oh, absolutely. So Free living, free loving. My daddy actually told me some stories about how he hitchhiked in the 70s as well. Okay, yeah. It was easy. You know, everyone was stopping for you. But it was also the height of serial I was going to say. So, like, I don't understand it. For some reason, people were like, oh, I'll just trust every Joe Schmo, even though the other Joe Schmoes have been killing people. They're telling us also, don't do this because women and other people are ending up murdered. Yeah. It makes no sense. But I digress. Whatever. So, uh, anyway, Colleen said that she felt like a seasoned pro and would not get into a car if, like, vibes were off. Okay. So, she's kind of vetting her rides, making sure that it feels good. hmm So, while Colleen is in Red Bluff, California, she had already turned down two rides. Okay. Not loving the vibe, not feeling safe. Until a man in a blue van pulled up. You never go with the van, especially. <laughs> did this van have windows? Um, it did. Okay. And, and when they pulled up, she saw that it was a man accompanied by his wife and their baby daughter. Oh, yeah, that would lessen the harsh vibes. So she's like, "That's fine." You know, yeah. their their daughters in the back seat. They seem it's a like family. some great, upstanding citizens. So she can She gets in the car. She's confident that everything is going to be okay. Turns out things were not okay, and Colleen just got into the wrong fucking van. With the wrong weird family. Yeah. So, if you want to pull up your document, your picture document. Is the whole family in on it? Like, is the mom? You will find all of that lovely information out. Uh, The anticipation. Oh, look at the first page here. So, this is Colleen. This is, like, circa right around Uh, 77 when she's, like, 20 years old. Here she looks pretty young. Mm Mm-hmm. But here's around when she was kidnapped. Um, yeah, I think it I wasn't clear, but that might have been like an earlier like experiment. Yeah. But it might be the same. I'm not sure. I was going to say, she's, um, she looks like she's got to be 12 there. But I think it might be the angles as well. Uh. <clears throat> so that is Colleen. And she gets into the wrong van. The van is of Cameron and Janice Hooker. And... She starts to kind of feel some vibes as she gets into the car. It's it's not amazing. Um, and in multiple articles that I read, Colleen stated that she felt very uneasy. And when they stopped to use a service station, um, she stated, quote, a voice told me to run and jump out the window and never look back. Did she? No. Oh, my God. Hold on. Good segue. Your fear... Signals are super important, guys. Oh, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Literally, mm-hmm. you need to listen to or read the book, uh, The Gift of Fear, and it tells you all about your intuition and fear, and what what she just said was her fear signal, her adrenaline was like, this is your chance, mm-hmm. you need to get out, and when you hear that, always, always, always listen. Yes. Always listen Go to that. Go your gut. I mean, my mama was always telling me, listen to your gut. If something mm-hmm. feels off, it's off. And it's super hard to listen to your intuition because we, our brains constantly yes. want to, yes. you know, rationalize everything and yep. work through it with an mm-hmm. educated... But no, not everything is like that. We have intuition for a reason. Yep. And if you hear in your head or feel to your bones that you need to yep. leave, then just leave. 100%. So yes, I just wanted to... 
say that there because that's awful. I wish she would have listened. I so I just I wish know. she would have gotten out and ran as fast Believe as she Believe me, I'm sure she was thinking the same thing like the second because uh, shoulda, coulda, woulda. You know, I hate mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, unfortunately, she talked herself out of those feelings mm-hmm. and got back into the blue van, rationalizing with her brain. Uh huh. Fucking brains. I love those brains. Yeah. A short while later, Hooker found an isolated area. So I'm literally going to refer to him as Hooker. I refer to him as Hooker and then his wife as Janice going forward. Okay. So if you hear me saying Hooker, I'm not referring to Cameron it's him, the Hooker. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> so a short while later, Hooker found an isolated area and pulled the van over. So this is when it kind of really turns and she realizes I'm, sh- I'm, I'm probably I'm in some danger. Yeah. Uh, so once out of the van, he drew a knife and put it to Colleen's neck. He then forced her into a contraption that he created called the head box. In front of his daughter. The daughter's a baby. Okay. I was going to say, how old is this baby, this child? And the fact that they're doing this in front of the child is The child is like a newborn child, like a baby Yeah, okay. So they have no idea what's happening. no. So, if you scroll down, I do believe I have a picture of the head box. The head box is absolutely terrifying. Now, do they do, they do explain why he he kidnaps her in the first place? I'll get into it. Yes. Okay, okay. Yep, I just didn't I know if it was going to be one of those where like, nope, he, he didn't say why. He definitely had a reason. He was a pretty sick dude. Ew, he looks like a cult leader, doesn't he? That's yes. what I thought too. And this is Janice. That's Janice. I assume. Yes, she looks like she was a real winner. She looks like she was messed up okay so here's the head box and this this is a contraption that he made so this is to completely encase the head it weighed 20 pounds and it made it so she could not see hear or get fresh air so only her head went in and her arms and everything were out yep and then it locked around the sides so she literally and if you can see it has it a bag what um, is that in there it looks like a vacuum bag it's kind of like like an insulation type of thing to keep it quiet she couldn't hear they were trying to block all of her senses as an added measure of like like sounds like a science experiment he was a sick dude and he definitely was like a twisted little carpenter uh we will post these photos as well so you can see the head box and every other yeah you'll want to see this contraption because it's messed up is this head box in a museum mm-hmm. anywhere right now? You know, I don't know. That's a really good question. I would love... I bet you Zach Baggins has it. <laughs> if he doesn't, I'm going to write him. Yo, yeah. Zach, if you're listening... You need the head box. I love you. <laughs> Second off... Sorry, Sean. Buy this head box. He knows. Yeah, I know. Our men know our other men that we... You don't get into a relationship <laughs> with me without knowing my Zach Baggins <laughs> obsession. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he definitely needs this contraption if he doesn't have it. So, Yeah. And if you haven't guessed, because he had this head box handy, this was something that they had been planning. Now, is this him again? No, that's just a, like a guy in the Okay, court I was going to say, they do kind of look like, maybe that's in like an older version of this guy. But no, that's but just not. like a yeah, okay. picture. Um, so yeah, so since he had this handy and he designed it and he built it, He definitely had this in mind. Yeah, he needed to find somebody to stuff in there. So, according to Janice, his lovely wife, the agreement um, to basically find a sex slave and and take them over came because Hooker was into some really rough things in the bedroom. and She didn't want it. 
By really rough, I mean suspending her from trees and, like, whipping her and beating her. Janice? Yeah. Or Janet? Janice. Janice. Yeah. Yep. And so, she was like, fuck this. I want to do this. Just wait. Just wait, girl. We got a long way to go. This crazy is fucking crazy. Her hair does look really soft, though. I don't want to touch it. No, I wouldn't either. <laughs> Stay away. So, of course, this is when they came to an agreement to find a sex slave. And I'm using this terminology because this is the terminology that they used. According to People versus Hooker, an appeal document from findlaw.com, Hooker fantasized about practicing bondage on a girl that could not say no. Now, I want to say right now, your kink is fine. Whatever you want to do in the bedroom is fine with consent. Yeah, as long as it's consensual. (laughs) If you want to get kinky, if you want to play a little bondage... That is fine between two consenting adults. Yes. When you feel the need to completely kidnap and steal somebody from their lives so that you can do this, that's where you cross the line. Yes. Not okay. Or if, you know, your wife Janice says, don't string me up in a tree and you still do it, you're crossing a line. You don't do that. No means no. Um, So Janice agreed, but she did make a stipulation that Hooker could not engage in intercourse. With said with sex said slave. slave? Yes. So she's supposed to be a sex slave that no sex is imparted So she's used so that basically he can do all of the torture things. And then have sex with Janice. For sexual pleasure and then have sex with his wife. Ugh. This- Disgusting. How, how can she get turned on like that? If she knows how awful it is and how bad it is to be treated that way. Dude, she's complying. And then to get turned on by Mm -hmm. him doing it to someone else. I know. I don't. I don't. That's crazy. I don't understand it. And we'll get more into the craziness (sighs) as we go through with Janice. She looks crazy. Like, look at her face. Look at this face. I know. She's crazy. Yeah. And we'll get into everything. (laughs) Um, Ew. And what bothers me is that he's, like, smiling with him. Like, why? Why is that sheriff smiling? I don't know. Maybe because it was like a big case. And Even if it's like, for a picture, I'm going to say. Yeah, I feel Fuck you. this guy. I'm not crazy. smiling in this picture. Although maybe they're like, ha we got you, fucker. Yeah, but he's kind of like kind of smiling-ish too. It's almost like no, somebody made a joke. he's kind of got like. A problem? Like a like <laughs> book of teeth-ish kind of thing. So, <laughs> so they hang out over his lip? So I think it looks like he might be smiling, but he's not. He's just got that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so when they arrived at the hooker residence, Colleen was taken into the basement where she was stripped naked, suspended by her wrists from the rafters and blindfolded. She was then tortured, beaten and electrocuted by hooker as Janice watched. Oh my God. After the torture. Electrocuted with like poking tools. Um, we'll get into that too. It comes he he does this often, so it's included (sighs) further down what he actually used. Okay. Um I get into some of quite a bit of like the devices and the torture. Yeah. Um I did not cover a lot of the rape because I don't want to do that. All we need to know is that it took place. Exactly. We understand. Um and I'll hint at little parts, but I'm not getting into it. Yeah. Uh, so after the torture, she was left suspended while Hooker and Janice had sex beneath her. Ugh. This was the first night of her captivity and a precursor oh into her life for the next seven years. That poor thing. Aww. Yeah. And it's going to get worse. Mm-hmm. 
So we're going to go deeper into her captivity. Okay. Um, the first week of her captivity, she was kept naked and chained to what is referred to as the rack built by Hooker. And basically on this rack, he, she was kept splayed. So she was laid down on it and then her both of her wrists were pulled to the corners and tied or locked. And then both of her ankles um, to the other end. So she's completely splayed uh-huh. naked. And upright though, not lying down. Um, no, she was lying down. Oh, okay. So it was, yeah. And at least that's what I take from it. It it sounded like she was like laying on it and then they put the head box on her as well. Oh my God. So you're completely naked. You're splayed either standing or laying. Yeah. And well, if they put the head box on then they would have to have her laying down. It's too heavy. Yeah. Oh my God. With absolutely like all of your senses are deprived right now. Terrifying. Sick people, man. Dude, for real. So she was kept in the basement for the next five months, mostly in a wooden box. She was kept bound, blindfolded, always naked, and gagged. Um, I think the head box was used, like, off and on. Mm-hmm. It, depend, it d- depended, I guess. Hooker would only let her out once per day to eat, drink, and use the bathroom, of course, under his intense supervision. Once a day to use the bathroom. <clears throat> and where was this taking place again? In their house. In what California. State? Oh, yeah, California. California. That's right. Yeah. And they move a bit. I'll I'll talk about when they move, but I didn't really talk about, like, exactly yeah. where, but they're in they're in California. Yeah, yeah. Northern California. Northern California. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, during this time, Hooker regularly abused Colleen. Obviously, that's why he abducted her. Mm-hmm. He would suspend her from the rafters, choke her, and whip her. He also used electrical cords to administer shocks and burned her pubic area with a heat lamp. Oh, my God. He just wanted to do torture. The dude was yeah. such a fucking... He was sick, fucking oh, man. sick, man. Just sick. Oh, it gets worse. Of course. Colleen was also submerged in a bathtub until she was unable to breathe. And I do believe I read um, Janice said that something similar happened to her as well before Colleen was, like, abducted. So mm-hmm. he was doing this stuff that he enjoyed to his wife. And his yeah. wife was like, I am done with this. I want to be married to you because I love you so much. You're such a great man. Crazy. But you need to, like, get somebody to abuse. That's just messed up. Perfect sense, Janice, right? you're messed up. Damn it, Janet. <laughs> uh, so it is estimated that Colleen was suspended and whipped 90 to 100 times within that five-month period. Oh, God. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if, like, I don't know how that number was procured. I don't know if, like, she had been counting. I mean, what do you do in that situation? Like, maybe she was counting. Maybe that was something that, like, helped her kind of get away from it. I don't know. I don't know. The only thing I would or be able to like, do, I feel like. that were counted, I'm not sure. Let's close my eyes and picture myself somewhere fucking else. Well, we'll get there, too. We will get to that. Oh. Yeah. So, in October of 77. So, this is the box that she was kept in. No. She will be. That we're not there yet. So what kind of box was she kept in then? It was just like a dog crate. It was a tiny little box that she just sat in. Okay. Because they this will happen when they move. So okay. um the next place in October seventy seven, so that's only like five months after she was taken. Yeah. Hooker, the twisted carpenter that he was, built Colleen a workshop to live in. Workshop quote. Gross. This was a triangular shaped box. That fit under the staircase, like the Harry Potter. So that's okay. Yeah. Right. So under the staircase, 
but she would spend her days locked and chained away. Mm-hmm. Obviously only being let out at the whims of Hooker. This would remain her home, in quotes, until April of 1978. Over a year. Later. Oh, my God. Yeah. So she's just literally being confined in tight places, blindfolded, mm-hmm. abused, beaten, and, like, imagine just being in such a confined, tight space for over a I can't, year. I can't. Like, and only, like, only knowing that, like, he's going to come get me to abuse me. Yeah. The only time I'm out of here is to have even more pain. It's just awful. <sighs> so, early on, Hooker told Colleen about an underground organization called The Company. Ew. This was his way of keeping Colleen fearful so she wouldn't try to escape. <laughs> Yeah. Hooker stated that this non-existent, the company, bought and sold slaves and would torture the ones who escaped. Members were everywhere, and she was always being watched. Colleen was also told and believed that her family would be in danger if she ever tried to obtain her freedom. She believed this 100%. Mm-hmm. And it kept her from doing any kind of running. I was going to say, being in there for so long, you'd be plotting and plotting. You would think, right? But he had such a psychological hold on this girl. And you'll get into it because he also does the same thing with his wife. He's gaslighting and he's controlling and he's manipulating all of these women in his life. He's a cult leader. Literally. And we'll get into that. Yeah. Yeah. So she's told about the company, this this fake thing and it's it keeps her at bay we will keep coming back to the company so Mm -hmm. you will hear that more often okay janice obviously played along cementing colleen's beliefs in this made-up organization uh this will come back into play throughout her captivity It, it always kept her compliant hooker also had colleen sign a slave contract he literally typed up this demented contract um, and this contract stated that Hooker owned her soul and she was his slave and could do whatever he wanted. Why make her sign a contract when she's been here getting this done to her the whole time? Because because we'll we'll kind of get into it. She is offered more freedom down the line. There's a lot of different things. So I think he feels that he needs to have like a cemented way to keep her down. And if he has, like, a formal contract and the company, it all looks more legit. Mm -hmm. So I think that's basically what it is. So the contract made it so Colleen could have a bit more freedom. It was written that she would not go by Colleen in the house, but Kay. And she would address Hooker as master or sir. Gross. And was to call Janice ma'am. Okay. Mom. Mom. Yeah. So he also made Colleen kneel, bow her head, and ask permission before doing anything, which I think that's also popular in, like, a dom-submissive type of thing, but he was doing it for... Without consent, without actual consent. Yeah. Exactly. It does, it does, he obviously does want to be some sort of dominant, but he's, like, a scary but one. He's, and yeah, he and does he's not, not doing it. Without, with, no. without consent. And so. it was, I guess, the 70s, so maybe it wasn't as cultural. I, I don't know. But um, he also made her wear a collar. And also at this time, Hooker decided to build a torture shed. Jesus. Um, Colleen helped him build this. Oh, lovely. Like when they used to make people dig their own graves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, basically. Inside of this torture shed was a creation called The Stretcher. Is it small or large? 
like a torture shed, shed size. Like, so it's I a think. normal. Okay. Yeah, it's like a shed size. So yes, the stretcher does exactly what the name portrays. Just like the medieval torture device, it's used to stretch Colleen and cause her extreme pain, which of course Hooker enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So. If we remember back to earlier, um, remember how during the talks between, like, Janice and Hooker about how this whole arrangement was going to work, she said no sex? hmm Well, in 1978, um, February to be exact, Janice decided that Hooker could have intercourse with Colleen while she watched. She was intrigued, thought maybe she would like it. Well, she was wrong, and it upset her deeply. Yeah, she got pissed. And after that, she obviously was like, okay, nope, nope, we're going back to the original. No intercourse. Where he's probably like, Um, yeah, right. I mean, he was literally raping her the entire time. Anytime that Janice was gone and he could do it, he was raping her. Yeah, I wouldn't expect anything opposite. No, I mean, he's using her for, and it it definitely comes, it it all comes together. Culmination at the end. Yeah. Okay, so a few months later, in April of 1978, So, literally, it's only, like, a year after she's been taken. The hookers moved and obviously took Colleen with him. You know, you take any mattress, you got to pack up the sex slave. You move and you leave a shed that's filled with torture devices. I guess. And something under the stairs. And what? What this realtor must have been thinking. So, and there was a picture, but I couldn't... I couldn't get it because it was like a, it, it was a weird thing. I couldn't get it, but it, I, there was a picture of someone who says that they live in that house and they show you like the under the stairs. Oh my thing. god! Yeah. I couldn't live in that house. That's no. too much negative energy. Way no. too much negative. And energy. there's going to be even more at this new house. Like it's it's Ugh. they keep moving around, and obviously they're taking Colleen with them. Yeah. So now so, not only have they kidnapped them, her, but have they, did they leave the state and everything? No, they're still in California. Okay. I think they're moving around California. Yeah. And I don't think they go, like, too terribly far. With the Hookers getting a new home, they thought, well, Colleen ought to have a new one, too. So Hooker built the box. Um, he built a pedestal for their waterbed. So if you look at this um, picture here, so he basically, if you think of like a bed frame, mm-hmm. he basically built this wooden frame for under his bed, but inside of that wooden frame was a smaller box, literally just the size of a human, that Colleen would have to get into, and she lived inside of this box. So she lived in a box inside, inside of a box their bed. Under their bed. So the, the oh bed was on top God. of this. Ew. So if someone like walked in, you're you not going to think know. anything. They're no. like, oh, this guy just built himself a beautiful bed pedestal. Yeah. You're not going to think anything sinister. Well, a lot of the times, too, the water beds used to have a wooden base that didn't uh-huh. have it. You couldn't go underneath the bed nope. anyway. No, nope, they were always raised. It was like that. Yep, yep. And I just want to comment, like, water bed, so 70s. <laughs> Loved them, though. Although my, my dad was always like, man, we had... They, my parents did have one for the longest time. Uh-huh. We had the worst back yes. problems with them. Yes. But as a kid, it was I want them, Phil. I want one. My granny Anne had one, and I would always, like, sleep over there, and I would get in, and I'd be, like, bouncing on the water. I'm like, this is so much fun you to know, make that, like, boop, boop, Yeah, boop, boop. It's, it should be, like, a, a lounge room type thing. So not necessarily do you have to sleep on it, but if you're watching movies, there's a waterbed to watch or them just on. Make, or just like, waterbed beanbags. Like, waterbed like pads yeah. or something. I don't know. Just make, make more water things. Hey. 
Million dollar idea. Don't That's ours. steal it. Ours. We coined it again. Damn, 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 damn. Okay, so back to this atrocity. The rest of that year, Colleen spent all day and most of the night inside the box. Uh, once again, she was only permitted to come out when Hooker decided and only for his sick pleasure. So inside the box, she was allowed to have a bedpan. But in order to use it, she kind of had to like shimmy it up. I was going to say, this this and box like, is not large, you guys. Maneuver. Like, you can't sit up in this box. No, you it's have to dumb. always be laying down. You might not even be able to lay on your side, depending. Yep. Um, and you can't probably even flip over onto your stomach, almost. And it never really said if she was kept clothed, but I... From the past, it seems like she'd probably have been Yeah, naked. or even, like, maybe, like, a, like a nightshirt on her. Yeah, there's no way she could have her underwear on or pants mm-hmm. in here, and or if she was going to the bathroom in here as well. No. So she literally had just a bedpan. She shimmied it up, um, some toilet paper. Which, can and- you imagine the stench of living in that tiny box concealed in there with your... Who knows how People much matter. they, yeah, who knows how much they, like... Gross. How often they, they changed it. It looks stained to, as hell, to be honest. I know, it really does. It does. It looks like there was pee and poop all over the. Oh, thing. I believe it. I believe And probably it. puke, too. She was probably starving. Mm-hmm. Oh, everything. She probably wasn't going into shock. She was probably bleeding. There's probably yeah. a bunch of bodily fluids, fluids on that box. Because you can see the staining. Uh-huh. Ugh. Uh-huh. Awful. Inside the box, she was also granted a radio. Which... How do you get a reception in that box? Who knows? At the time. Can't even open the antenna. I don't know. But, I mean, if you're giving me... Maybe she had, like, cassette tapes. Yeah, true, true. At that time. I'm not sure. But, like, any piece of the outside world was probably wanted yeah. and like regarded as there are probably cassette tapes of his own voice like doing oh weird, my like, god like abducted in plain sight with like, the aliens speaking yeah speaking to her like oh no meditative messages hype, yeah yeah hypnosis tapes i don't hypnosis like tapes, I don't sorry i bet you he would yuck yuck okay so april of 1979 and i'm throwing all these dates out at you um, a year after the move. Haven't remembered a one. That's okay. <laughs> um, I know it was like 1977 or 78 when she yes. was kidnapped and that's. Yeah. And I, and yeah. it kind of goes like a year later, a year later. Okay. Like okay. So um, a year after the move, Janice started to work nights. So Hooker worked during the day. Janice worked at night. At this time, Hooker started to let Colleen out of the box. Hmm. Um, she was used to cook and clean for him in the evenings and was probably getting raped regularly at this time because let's be honest. Yeah. Janice was gone and he had his opportunity. No. He probably loved this time. It, we will get into that picture. I know. And I know this sounds crazy, but at this point it sounds like in his own fucked up way, he kind of has more feelings for Colleen than his wife. We'll get into that, too. Like, it seems like he's developing a romantic feeling for her Uh if he's, like, letting her out of the box. Uh Now, I'm not saying that that negates any of the awful things he's doing. Oh, hell no. But it seems like it's more for him than just Uh that now. Like, his wife is no longer providing what he needs in any aspect, it sounds like, and he's kind of falling for this young girl that he's been... Torturing. Yeah. You'll you'll see. Which happens a lot. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And yeah. And it's it's hard Vice to do versa. because she's yeah, she's very like brainwashed at this point and beaten down and her her, mm-hmm. her spirit has to be so small. Like 
we hear about like Stockholm syndrome and that kind of stuff. Like if you're put into this every single day, I'm not surprised that they could start loving their captors or seeing them as a person who's like, you're constant. She's 20 years old. She just started her life. Well, not only that, but when this person tells you that you'll never see your family again. Uh-huh. And if you say, if you try to escape, the I company's will kill, gonna them. kill you. Bye bye. And you will have nobody. So I guess at some point they're like, well, if this is the only person I'm ever going to have in mm-hmm. my life, I might as well start accepting it, yeah. which is just awful. But it shows how a person is broken down, especially by these scare tactics and, yeah, and things mentally that captive just captors use yeah. a lot of the times. Yep. hundred percent. And that's exactly why he was good at it. Unfortunately, like it, it's, yeah, like I know we're going to get to this picture, mm-hmm. but in this picture, you would almost think like, if you didn't know anything that this mm-hmm. is a happy couple, mm-hmm. like they, they love each other. Yep. And that's what I'm seeing. Like, mm-hmm. and the vibes, his fate, he looks like a, he's happy. He's like mm-hmm. the happiest he's ever been. Yep. And we'll get into that picture. Cause that's a very, famous, I guess, picture with this case, mm-hmm. but it, it comes after she gets more freedom. So, you know, she's out of the box. She's cooking and cleaning. Mm-hmm. By June of 1980, though, Janice got a day job. So at this point, Janice and Hooker are both working toward, during the day. Mm-hmm. And then they're home at the same time. Well, Colleen became the babysitter of the two children while the Hookers worked. Okay. So the children think that she is this outside babysitter and her name is Kay. So Janice knows now that the the girl is out of the box. She, he let the cat out of the bag. Well, she, I think she knew anyway. I don't think it was ever really kept from her until later on. Yeah. What he was doing with her, the raping, of course, yeah. was. But I think she might have known about, like, the cooking and the cleaning. And now there's more than one um, child. The hookers and have another child yes, now. There, there are two children now. Oh, my God. I, I guess. It said the children when I was reading. Um, yeah. So, and this is by, like, 1980. So, the first child has so, to be at least three. Yeah. So, four. they probably have, like, a newer born baby mm-hmm. and then, then the older child. Yeah. Still kind of young to where they're not going to really remember this person as, like, a, a, yeah. a staple. Like, if they were to There's see There's chances her, that they might remember her bits and snippets. Very but they're just going to see her but, as, hey, the babysitter. Yeah. The lady who comes in when my parents go to work and leave when, mm-hmm. you know, they're not privy to this at all. Absolutely free of her captors, daily, free to do as she pleased around the house. She could have left She so never did. Easily. Because of the company. I know. She I still would have risked it. I, I would have. If I it was me, I know I'm not. I'm not saying anything bad about this particular person. But if I know my personality, if I was captive, I'd be like, I don't care what the fuck you tell me. I am finding out for myself. I know too much nowadays. <laughs> you I know? know, but in the '70s, like it's hard because you have looked into conspiracies about like these big the company she really thought the company and she was told these horror stories mm-hmm. he even had like janice had to go into the hospital like early on um this is just a little tidbit so she had to go into the hospital early on and she just had like a small procedure well when she came home hooker was like that's what happens when you disobey the company because she was bandaged colleen didn't really know what was going on mm-hmm. so she's fucking terrified yeah she thinks this you know if you run they will hunt you down Mm -hmm. so you're not even gonna have a life if you run from this because you're gonna be on the run forever and your family's gonna die we know where they live you know Mm -hmm. she was just terrified so she didn't try to escape or even call anybody like yo i'm kidnapped come get me yeah she was literally brainwashed but because she was so compliant she was able to maintain more freedom in the home Mm -hmm. so 
it's not great. Like, they're still not treating her lovely. Um, the freedom that she got was she was let out of the box and chained to the toilet in the back bathroom. While being Where she slept. So the box was, like, where she would... If she wasn't being used for babysitting, she was away in the box. Okay. They, kept, they, they took her out of the box and was keeping her in a back bathroom that nobody really used. Okay. That she could only come out of. So it gave her more space. It gave yeah. her a sink and a tub and probably a toilet. Yeah. But she's also chained to this toilet. So you're sleeping next to a dirty fucking toilet. A stinky toilet. Ugh. Like, yeah. I don't... It's more room, but it ain't much better. Yeah. Let me just say that. Yeah, the only um, time I sleep in my bathroom is when I am throwing up on like, my Like, yeah, arm. you're super sick. And yeah. You're also, like, probably cleaning that bathroom. Like, I, I just, for some reason, I don't feel like this back bathroom. It sounds like a janky-ass back bathroom. I know. I, like, in my brain, <laughs> see this, like, moldy-ass toilet that stinks. It, but then again, I'm wondering, like, with how he's, like... Starting to feel things if he like made it kind of nice for her. Maybe who knows? Which is because, weird. It's just all weird because it, 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 he does start to award her more freedom, and I do think yeah. that it is starting to become more of like a. We will get into yeah. the the growth of that a little bit, but um, I do think you can hear it in this. Yeah. It is growing. So the arrangement and small amount of freedom will continue through 1980, and Colleen was even allowed to make a phone call to her family. Oh, my God. Yep. Hooker stood there, let her call her family. Um, I, I think I read that she called her dad. And this, of course, prompted Colleen to start asking to visit. Mm-hmm. So she's like, you know, I haven't talked to my family. There's three years where there's complete silence. She cannot talk to her family at all. Yeah, like, what did she tell them? That she ran away with a boyfriend or something? Like- um, We'll get into that, too. There's thoughts on, like, what her dad thought, what they told him, like, that whole thing. Because... Yeah. Hugger decided in early 1981 that he would let Colleen make the trip to see her family. Oh, my God. But there was a catch. As a test of loyalty, before the trip, Hooker made Colleen stick a shotgun in her mouth and pull the trigger. What? The control and fear were so intense that she did it. it oh, obviously my wasn't God. loaded, but he's like, you're going to pull this trigger and... Basically, this is going to show me, like, are you trustworthy? Are you going to say anything when we go? He also, like, you know, held the company over her and and how while she's there the entire time, the company's going to be watching you. Uh So she does it. He lets her travel to Riverside, California, where she visits her dad. During the trip, Colleen got to stay with her family mostly alone. I guess Hooker made up this story. They had to, like, go somewhere, yada, yada, yada. And Colleen was able to hang out with her family Huh. Pretty solo. Weird. Yeah. So, of course, it was briefed by Hooker that if she said anything, the company who has the house under surveillance would hurt them immediately. Mm -hmm. So she's, of course, like on edge the entire time. So this is the photo. If you go down that photo that we're talking about, this is the photo that was taken that day that they went for the visit. So Colleen and Hooker told Colleen's family that this was her boyfriend. And that they were traveling together. So it was under the guise. That's why they look so smiley and happy. Because, oh, we're in love. And basically, you know, they didn't want to, like, tip off the family. It still doesn't look fake. It looks like they're genuinely happy with each other. I guess they said that, like, Colleen was acting weird. And even, like, here it says, Colleen's family thought that she was most likely in a cult. 
It was the 70s. <laughs> Which is what it is, really. Um, he's he's a, seems like a cult leader. I mean... Except not with the big following. Kind, yes and no. Well, with brainwashing and stuff, that's cult. Yeah, that's like culty. It is. But he's also... He's not... I don't know, because he will use the Bible. But that's basically what her family thought. Mm-hmm. They even pressed Hooker about where they were living and asked for an address. But Hooker said that they were in the process of moving and would keep them updated. Again. You may ask why Colleen's father wasn't like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. But he was afraid that if he asked any questions, she would just disappear again. He didn't want to lose that contact that he was able to get. Mm. Even if it was small phone calls. Because he just thought his daughter was like, of course, cults aren't great. But he's like, she's in this cult. She looked clean. She didn't. She just looked a little skinny. But they said that they were moving around. Yeah. So he's like, you know, if I say anything, I could risk her running with this guy and never talking to her again. Yeah. So I can see it. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. It's hard, but I can see why he did that. I don't know. I guess I can see it too. But as a parent, also, I can see me um, making sure my kid's safe first and foremost, rather than me just getting a small brief amount of contact. Hey, it was the seventies. I know. <laughs> I know. Seventies were nuts, man. And now it's, just... it, it's like it's also because I'm privileged oh. by all the information we have these days. Exactly. How yes. I am just super. Like we have this case to learn from. Like, you know, she didn't have this case to learn from, unfortunately. After they return. Hooker decides that Colleen is just, she's going back in the box. I don't know why? why it was decided. I don't know what happened, but I think it was just. She's tasted too much freedom or something? I think so. I think he was literally that sadistic to where he was like, oh, I let you do this. And now it's like, I'm going to get pleasure from shutting you off from that. I think he liked to dangle it in her face and then take it away from her. Either that or he saw that. She was feeling a bit of normalcy and wanted her not to. He needed to keep her in that mm-hmm. mindset. Like yeah, he needed true to get back too. in the box. Yeah. Like you're yeah. you're now feeling too much freedom, and it's not. Mm-hmm. Well, it's starting to transpose into this weird relationship. It's not still. It's I'm still your, uh-huh. your boss. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's what I think it, it very well could be because she went right in there right as they got home. Colleen will stay in the box from March 1981. Until May of 1984. Oh, my God. Of course, he lets her out here and there, you know, short periods of time. How does this person not have bed sores and bald Um, head from, like, laying like that all the time? Well, at the end, we'll kind of get into, like, how things went. Colleen was kept in the box so often that Hooker's children had zero knowledge that she was ever in the house at all. So, right before she left for Riverside, it said that, like, because she was the babysitter and some of the neighbors had known her from this freedom... He made her go to the kids and be like, hey, guys, I'm leaving. I'm moving away. They, like, packed up a truck. And then I guess, and this is all just what I read, I guess he, like, drove away with her, turned the car around, and stuffed her back in the box. Oh, my. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, I guess the kids. This is so much to keep up as a parent. Like, as a parent, you got to do so much. Like, so much for your kids already. And here you are trying to do cover all this up, too. Like, dude was like a fucked up mastermind, dude. Like, and he's plotting all the The time. time. Yeah. So, all this time, Hooker was raping Colleen anytime Janice was away. Um, remember, she did not like her husband having intercourse with Colleen. Mm-hmm. So he's going to hide it. But he does fess up in April of 1982. Janice was so upset over this, but Hooker decided, well, maybe I need to, like, brainwash my wife a bit more. 
So what does he do? He makes Janice read him Bible passages, specifically the ones about how wives are submissive. So Janice was told that she would go to hell if she did not obey, and she believed her husband wholeheartedly. Janice's ties to the church will come into play later on as well. It's, it's a pretty big arc. I'm surprised she didn't go after the girl, honestly. Some of those crazy ladies would go after the girl. She's going to break the case wide open. You just wait. Beat her. Also, a side note, uh, by this time, it's said that Hooker had been working on a dungeon, and he had plans to keep up to four more slaves. Oh, my God. So he literally, he needed Janice brainwashed in order to fulfill everything that he wanted to fulfill. So now let's do some math. We started in 78, 79. 77. Okay, so and now we're in 84. So she's... No, 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 no. We are in... 82? Uh, 82, yep. Oh, okay. Uh, you said that she was in the box till 84, right? right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we're yeah. currently in 82. Okay. Yes, yep. Yeah. So we're about four years, five years into this whole ordeal now. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he's he wants to ramp up. I think, I think I read that he said in his mind, like even before Colleen, he had this huge, vast idea of how many sex life he was going to have and how it was going to go and the dungeons he was going to build and what he was going to do. Like, this was a massive thing. She's just his starting up guinea pig. Uh-huh, basically. So, yeah, a call. He would have been, it would have literally been a call. Yeah, especially much. if he got more people. Yeah. So. It's got Kimmy Schmidt vibes all over it, except just way darker. <sighs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, He's, like, the brainwashing. Like, the Reverend. Yeah, he was yeah. definitely brainwashing them and they, they believed it. You can't leave. You can't leave the hole. Yeah. <sighs> fucking awful. Don't take people. I know. People are not yours to take. Yeah. Have your own people, but don't <sighs> abuse them either. Yeah. Jesus, just keep your hands to yourself. Okay, so in January of 1984, Hooker dangled some more freedom in front of Colleen. It started when she was let out of the box at night and sleeping in the back bathroom, which that had to be a better, at least kind of better. Yeah. Because you're, yeah. you can at least sit up. Well, you're not combined feeling claustrophobic. Exactly. You know, and, and who knows the size of the bathroom? Yeah. During this time, Colleen showed Hooker that she was under his control. Still, of course, terrified by the company. So he lets her work outside of the home at this point. Like for an employer? Yes. She's literally brainwashed so badly that she is able to go out and get a job. And I'm not sure if she worked nights or how, like, the box worked in between there or, like, the bathroom, but it said that Janice brought her to work and all of her paychecks were given to Hooker. He'd give her, like, $20 allowance out of her paychecks. Yeah. So it's probably a way, like, he's, he's probably thinking, like, okay, I have Janice working, and I have myself working. I don't know if he was working. It didn't really say. But Janice, I think, was working. Did it say if Colleen's family was originally already a little bit religious? It did not anywhere, no. Because it seems like she's very easily, for a 20-year-old woman, this isn't a 12-year-old girl. It's true, yes. She is quite, um, I don't want to say gullible, but easily convinced. And I was wondering if maybe, just maybe, that's because she was already raised in such a way where the woman does listen to the male. It very well, it very well could be, but I just... It could just she was just literally so scared. So yeah. bad. Like, yeah, like... But, I mean, this is extreme. The first I night mean, that you're there, you're getting beaten and you're getting abused. I mean... 
I think it's enough. Yeah. And over like, so from 77 to 84, it's seven years. Yeah. This is a long time. Especially if you're kept in a box all the time. I don't know. I'm, I'm a timid person anyway. So well, yeah. See, that's it's a hard thing too. It all depends on, you know, the personality type mm-hmm. and all that. And that's why I said I wonder if she was already raised in such Could a way. Be. Because 20 years old, you're very... Too. At 20, especially in the 70s, you're very rebellious. You're not listening to the law or not to the law, you know, quote unquote, to the Mm -hmm. law, you know, to your parents or this or that. But maybe somebody who's already, yeah, who already is familiar with a religion where it might be more commonplace to listen submissively to a male. Yes. That kind of, that's what makes me think Mm -hmm. that maybe she did already have somewhat of that type of background because, like I said, 20 It's not some easily convincible, you know, child. Yeah. She's already been in college and stuff and seen some shit. (laughs) (laughs) She's hitchhiking. She's doing like the free, you know, yeah. So like you said, it sounded like Hooker was like kind of in love with her. Yes. Well, Hooker decided later on that he would alternate the women each night for sex. um, And the women basically became like sister wives. So his wife is now okay with her him no, having sex. No, she's not okay with. It. We'll get into. We'll I thought because I thought that he was trying to re brainwash her more so that she would be like, oh, okay, yeah, have sex with her. Well, yeah, that's basically what okay. it is. Basically, he told her, "You have to do what I say, and you have to allow me to do what I want to do." Mm-hmm. Colleen like will be laying in bed with me and kind of you know having more freedoms and kind of like a wife. And he's mm-hmm. like, "You just need to." Love Suck this. it up and deal with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So things do start to change and kind of fall apart after this because Janice is a little seeing a little bit more and, and kind of noticing that she doesn't love the way this is going. I mean, it took her seven years. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah. Having sex underneath a young girl chained up. I know. Isn't right. Enough. Oh my God. Um, Fuck you, Janice. So yeah, Janice thought if she didn't obey, she would go to hell. Obviously. Yeah. That's just what happens naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the floor opens up and it sucks you in and you go to hell. <laughs> yes. You did not Immediately. Yeah. yeah. So Janice, like I said earlier, was a big church goer and Colleen actually started going with her. Colleen, like at this point is having like, she's literally like free, so to say. Not like free, free, but she's like kind of living her life, like Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Like how yeah, that yeah. kind of goes. Yep. So she starts going with her. Janice started to confide in the church pastor about their living arrangement. Oh, my God. She thought, literally, (laughs) um, she thought deep down, like, this is fucked up, and she started to struggle with it. Well, glad glad you finally came around to it, Janice. Yeah. (laughs) So, the pastor tells Janice to send Colleen home and to turn her husband in. Obviously, that's what you should do. This man is torturing this girl, even if he's not doing it so much right now. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if the torture stopped. I don't think it did. It it seemed like he got off on that. He just allowed her to be more free. Exactly. It was more like, you're going to have sex with me, but I'm still probably going to torture you. He might have even started torturing, like, Janice a little bit because he, like, started to brainwash her. I think he just wanted the freedom to just do that, and and I think he he thought he would like to have someone in captivity, but then he was like, no, I don't think I like this as, as much. 
or it was just that he started them, liking her more than I what think, he thought. I feel like he would have probably done that for everyone, though. I feel, I and then he would have had like ten freaking wives. Yeah. I feel like probably. yeah, because he's culty as fuck. Yeah. So he probably would have gotten those other sex slaves and then done like the same thing, and then thank God he doesn't get that far. Yeah. Um, Janice didn't do that. She let the internal struggle build up into a nervous breakdown. Uh, and she couldn't deal with it anymore by August 84 and went into action. So this is like, what did I say? This is early 1984, I think, when she goes to church. So she lives a few more months with the struggle inside of her of, do I Mm -hmm. turn my husband in? Do I let Colleen go? What am I going to do? So at this time, too, Colleen is not privy to any of this. She still thinks the company is after her. Mm -hmm. She still thinks that the contract is good. Like, she's not privy at all. So Janice tells Colleen that the company is not real. He made up the whole thing to keep her from talking, and Colleen was absolutely devastated. She had so many opportunities to get away, but because of this fake company, she stayed. Uh-huh. So to hear that like that whole structure of your life for seven years is completely just blown away, I would be in shock and just devastated. Yeah. Devastated. <sighs> so Janice and Colleen started to plot how they would get away from Hooker, and they wanted it to, of course, be the safest way possible. They weren't really sure how this guy would react. Mm -hmm. I mean, who knows? He could have just flew off the handle and been like, uh, I'm not getting caught. Boom, boom. Thankfully at this time, there isn't technologies and tracing social medias and tracking of cell phones. So they just, you know, they kept it hush hush for a while. They created a plan. And by August 10th, Janice helped her escape. So that was like, August, like, 4th, I think, and then just a few days later, Mm -hmm. she escapes August 10th. So, the way that they escape is they all go to Janice's parents' house, and Colleen, because Janice is afraid for her life, too. So, she's like, my kids are going to die. I don't know what to do. I got to get away. So, she takes the kids and Colleen, and they go to her parents' house. But not the guy. The guy's working or something. Yeah, they fled while he was at work, and I don't... I don't know, like, where the parents' house is in relation to, like, the hooker's house. So I don't know if it's, like, really far yeah. or, like, right down the road. That was not included. Mm-hmm. But Colleen called her family to obtain bus fare. So she's like, I need to get home, but I don't have a way to get home. So this was just a basic place. Call your family. Get your get your ass out of here. Mm-hmm. So the family gives her bus fare. And this is fucking cathartic i love this part she calls hooker from the bus stop like the bus station and she's like i'm gone i know everything fuck you i'm on a bus right now that's never coming back no the colleen Colleen. Mm -hmm. yeah because the wife the wife has nowhere to really go she's at her parents but colleen is going home home yeah yeah so yeah she calls him up she's like peace out i'm gone now he begs, he pleads for her to stay. You know, a man who's losing power does not lose that power well. He's mm-hmm. going to start to crumble. He's going to beg her, plead, try to get everything to keep her. Mm-hmm. But once she returned home, she made a promise with Janice that she would not tell authorities about her kidnapping. What? 
So her and Janice. I don't give a, a fuck about what promise or deal mm-hmm. or no. anything you, you, you did with me, with with him. And yeah. whether you helped me escape or not, you nope. were involved. Nope. And I don't give two shits about you, lady. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye-bye. Happy prison Dude, for life. I'd have called the police right after I called him at the bus stop. I'd have called the police before I, I called, called him, him at the bus stop. Yeah. I would have made sure the police were with me when I was at the bus exactly. stop calling him. So, like Janice wanted, had this, like, want to rehabilitate Hooker and felt like she Oh, yeah, because that's the kind of guy that can do that. I know. Jesus Christ. This woman is still brainwashed. Yep. Yep. Like, come on. Yep. Come off it. He's a piece Uh, of shit. I know. It's awful. And it gets worse. So, shortly after this, Janice returns back to the home that she shared with Hooker. It said that the lovely couple is going to attend church together and, quote, start over. Janice basically told Hooker that a formality, basically, was that he had to destroy all of his sexual bondage stuff as, like, kind of a symbol of, I'm not going to do this anymore. We're going to rehabilitate, have a normal life. And possibly destroy evidence if she actually, if the girl did call police. Yeah. Yeah, because Janice is an asshole. Yeah, so they did worry, of course, daily that Colleen would go to the police. I mean, there's there's got to be that level of, like, oh, anxiety yeah. of, like, oh, is today the day? Like, when's the ball going to drop? Yeah. So she started communicating again with the hookers via letters and phone calls. Colleen? Mm-hmm. Why? I... I don't know. Like, I don't know if the brainwashing was that deep, but she's not going to the police. The hookers are, like, terrified that she is going to go to the police, and then they start communicating and Colleen's family even told her, like, turn him in. But she was just grateful to be free and alive. So she I'm sorry, Colleen's family. Why don't you turn him the fuck in? Somebody turn him in. Yeah, this is your child. You call the police or go after the motherfucker yourself. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. So, yeah, definitely turn the fucker in. And don't call them. And don't re- reassociate. Stay away. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. Holly never turns him in. Janice, on the other hand, was still not having a good time. She was having severe anxiety attacks at this time. Super afraid that, like, Colleen was going to go to the police or that Hooker would hurt her because he didn't have Colleen anymore. It's mm-hmm. like the pain and do the whole thing. Wow, wow. Poor you. For real. Seriously? And she discovered in, like... September of 84 that he didn't get rid of everything. Of course not. He hid some of his special collection to make her feel better about coming back. So he manipulated her again. The man is a fucking kidnapper and still free three months after his sex slave escaped. Three months. And nobody knows a thing except for the people who do know and aren't saying shit. And aren't saying anything. So it was not until November of that year, and I seriously, it's a good thing that like this was not my family that this happened to. My father would be in prison for life <laughs> because Mister Hooker would no longer be existent, and neither would Janice. Yeah, I don't understand. Like neither if, would Janice if she told her family why. Like you can't just be like, oh, okay. Well, glad you're home. Glad that's in the past. No, I know you take that sick fucker out, you and I know do. that's what my parents would do. What's wrong with these people? I don't know. 
I, it's, it's kind of like that family of that that show on Netflix. Remember? Yes, abducted in plain sight. It's literally like parallels. Yeah. 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 Where she, where they're like, oh yeah, go ahead and go on vacation with this old man when you're twelve or fourteen. Mm-hmm. What? What Let is wrong with these sleep people with in her bed? Like, yeah. Yeah. No. No. Be better parents. Okay. <laughs> That's all I got. Be better parents. The safety of your children is the only thing that matters. Yeah. And report. Yeah. Report sexual abuse. Report kidnapping. Don't feel bad for those awful people. Do not. No. So that was September. A couple months go by. And in November, Janice finally had enough. She found out that the collection wasn't destroyed. He's never going to change. And then I guess a friend of hers was like, dude, this guy is going to hurt you and your kids. Oh, yeah. So she goes back to the church pastor who she had originally told and that's when they call the police on Hooker for Colleen's kidnapping. I was going to say, he could have still called the police before, whether he's a pastor or not. I know. I know. I don't Why think just now did he call them? What is wrong with the people who are I supposed to be protecting think, this child? I don't think there are, like, like if you go to a therapist and say that, you can't. The therapist can't do anything because there's HIPAA laws. There's protections. But I don't think there's anything like that at a church. I don't, well, pastors, but it's still faith-based. That's not actually law. So no. they can. They can't go to the police. Yeah, the, no, they the should be able to. There's, me, no, there's no structure there that says you can't, like, sure, you can say, like, you can talk to me in faith, but if it's something, like, you have the right as a human being to step up and tell somebody. Like, if someone came to me and was like, my husband is doing this, 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 and this, I'm going to call the police. Yeah, and I think even for psychologists, if you're if you're in that position and you're dealing with a child, I think you have to be a mandated reporter if you do find abuse. Um, I think there is, yeah. I think there is something. Because um, if something fishy is going on and the child's being harmed, I think that if they're underage, the person has to tell somebody that this is uh, this child is well, being Well, a lot abused. of times with children, you have someone on your HIPAA. Like, my mom was on my HIPAA. So well, anything, yeah. she can look at. She can view that. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm older, I can put her on my HIPAA. But I have, like, my husband well, yeah, yeah. now because I'm sure. older. So definitely with children, ugh, it's awful. And it's not going to get much better. So we're going to talk about the trial and conviction. Mm-hmm. Hooker, of course, was charged with kidnapping, false imprisonment, multiple sex offenses, and of course, he pled not guilty. I'm shaking my head to all of you who can't see me. I've what? been doing that throughout most of this episode. They always plead not guilty. Like, I know. We gotta get you, bro. We yeah. have all of the evidence. We have the fucking sex contract. The dude. audacity of these assholes. Like, <laughs> you don't deserve to plead not guilty. How very dare you for that. Yes. Don't do it. The audacity. <sighs> So, Hooker also argued that he should be allowed to bring in evidence of Colleen's life before the kidnapping and her past, quote, promiscuity. This was obviously denied. Because that's relative. Oh, she she's a girl who enjoys sex. So, what I did to her is completely... Yeah, so that means you. she's consenting to be kidnapped and raped for the uh, next seven years. You. <laughs> Wrong. Good Lord. <sighs> Janice testified for full immunity. She got away with it. Did they give it to her? Yeah. Wow, you're kidding me. Uh I hate this justice so, system. I can't stand the justice system in this country. Yeah, so because Let's she give her was immunity. able. And quite honestly, I don't even think they would have needed her testimony. They have everything. I'm yeah. going to get into it, too. So 
During the trial, Colleen testifies as well and was a key witness. The finelaw.com document I read stated Janice's testimony was full of emotional outbursts, but Colleen was cool, calm, and collected, very flat and unemotional, which who knows? I mean, some people just shut down. Like Mm -hmm. if they've been through such a psychological thing, they're just, they shut down. It's Mm -hmm. like, I'm, I'm trying to learn because think about 20, like, yes, you're out of high school for a couple of years, but you're still like, you're still kind of learning life and you're kind of learning who you're going to be as an adult human. So like to have those still formidable years under that kind of control, she's kind of relearning life seven years later because she wasn't let out a lot. She didn't live outside of the house. She was in the house all the time. The only time she was let out was to work. And I don't really know if that, how long that lasted. Mm-hmm. The court entered over 100 pieces of physical evidence. Um, This included the head box, a copy of the slave contract, photographs of Colleen in bondage, various whips, and the coffin-sized box underneath the waterbed. They definitely wouldn't have needed her at all. Right? That's what I'm saying. They literally let some nasty, sick woman who pretends to not be okay with this, but really... She literally started The only thing she wasn't okay with was that... Her husband was having sex with somebody else. Yes, he was okay. She was okay with the fact that it was a child. She knew that he was doing those things. Her second (sighs) child was born while Colleen was in the fucking box. Yeah. She knew. Her baby was in the car when they put her in the head box. She knew that she was in the box. She knew everything that was going on. Like, she is definitely an accomplice. She's a horrible woman who obviously (sighs) doesn't care about anything but herself. Mm Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I think the only reason why Janice was like, oh, I'll let you escape was not because she was coming head to head with her own morality. It was because, guess what? She went back to the house. It was because she wanted the other girl gone. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to sit there and watch her have sex with him all the time anymore. No, she, wanted, she, wanted, she wanted to be the only one again. Yeah, she wanted her husband back. It had and, nothing about helping Colleen. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do no. with it. That's why she didn't want her to turn him in. Yep. She wanted to go home and go back to her regular old life with this disgusting person and, when, and be disgusting people together. And when she realized that it wasn't going to change, like, he was probably... Yep. The second Colleen left and he noticed, oh, it's been months, she's not going to the police, mm-hmm. I'm safe, he was probably plotting who he was going to take next. And already doing the same things to Janice mm-hmm. again. Yeah, And she's exactly. like, oh, okay, well, you know what, Janice, I really dislike mm-hmm. you very much so. I agree. But Hooker being an asshole claimed that he offered to let her leave many times, but she stayed out of love. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm sure the jury bought that. In which maybe he thought that her brainwashed Stockholm Syndrome self was love, but I don't think that it would have been the same way if, like, he had just met her on the street. No. Like, he forced that upon her, and that's wrong. Well, yeah, and if he said, actually, just kidding, everything I've been telling you about is a lie, she'd I'm go. sure she'd be like, she okay, I don't actually love you, see ya. She did go. I mean, like, she didn't stay. She did leave. Yeah. She got out as fast as she could. Granted, I don't love the way she handled it afterwards, but I, know. I digress. I so, the jury did find Hooker guilty of kidnapping with the use of a deadly weapon, forcible oral copulation, penetration with a foreign object, forcible sodomy. Oh, my God. And six counts of rape. He was sentenced to consecutive prison terms totaling 104 years. Okay. Now, 
You can get more mad. You just need to get mad. Come on. <laughs> There's nothing good about this case. There's no silver lining. That cloud doesn't exist. So uh, he was up for parole in 2015. And actually, when I was researching this, this is stuff that has been coming up because it's like a newer thing. He was up for parole in 2015, but it was swiftly denied and not, and he, it's said to not be eligible until 2030. Okay. But. Which by that time he'll be. No, there's a stipulation. Super old. A recent article I found said that due to COVID, he may be granted parole in March of 2021. He may not need to be let out. I don't know. Because it is a COVID stipulation. Uh, But yeah, this asshole could get out real soon. Is he in prison in California? Yeah. Yeah. So. um, Obviously, or else he might have gotten death. Who knows? Now you have to kill somebody to get death. Yeah, he wouldn't have gotten death, unfortunately. So, Colleen, today... When asked about her resilience during her years in captivity and being kept in a box, she told reporters, quote, I learned I could go anywhere in my mind. You just remove yourself from the real situation going on and you go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I would have done, mm-hmm. too. When you doing those to. torturous acts, you got to just put yourself on a beach somewhere. Mm-hmm. You have alone. to. Mm-hmm. Allthingsinteresting.com stated that Colleen suffered chronic pain from her shoulders and her back most likely due to the different confinement mm-hmm. spaces that she was in. I can believe it. She did have extensive therapy when she returned home, but it's said that she's had, like, a super hard life. She's had, like, failed marriages, and she just has not been lucky in love. She did have a daughter. Mm-hmm. Didn't find out much more about her. Colleen has not spoken to Janice, and they are not on good terms. Colleen does feel that Janice was also a victim, but knows that there was more she could have done sooner to help uh, free Colleen. So it's still, I still feel like there's still like that mode of a deep, like a deep brainwash. Like I, I don't know if, if I as Colleen could ever be like, Janice was a victim. Oh no. Because Janice just didn't want to be tortured. I get that. Leave the man. Yeah, you Jan- don't you don't figure out yeah. how you can stay in the marriage and torture somebody else. Yeah, and that's how this works. When you do leave, only because you got rid of the other girl, go back to this mm-hmm. awful. She she made herself into the victim. I'm sorry. And quite honestly, Cameron Hooker, find yourself a woman who is sexually a match to you. Yeah, there are people out there that like that kind of stuff yeah. if it's consenting. Yeah, you in the '70s took it a little too far. Decided to kidnap a woman when it's just, it's not necessary. Which, to be honest, depending on his very, very, very much extremes, I mean, even people who do enjoy BDSM and things have their own safe words because Mm -hmm. there are, you just cross limits and it sounds like whether or not, Mm -hmm. it sounds like he would have to dial back a lot to be in a normal BDSM Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because there's, I mean, I know there's still people who do like to bleed and stuff like that, but... I mean, I feel like I, he really would have to dial it back quite a bit. I, I, I agree with the torture. I think on a deeper level, too, he really just wanted control. Oh, that's always what they he want. He definitely wanted with rape, that level especially. of control. Like, and, like, you any can rape find involved. a healthy, safe way to get your kink out. Well, yeah, a lot of women and men like to be submissive or like to be dominant. Exactly, so. exactly. Just but not do to it. his extremes. I mean, do it in a healthy manner. Lord, please. yeah, I think that <sighs> he got you know an exhilaration out of taking this girl uh-huh. and oh. making her his own, like, especially when he wanted four more. Yeah, Great yeah, ass. and he is just so creepy looking, and 
and she, oh, I hate them both. And they're both still alive. And Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't consider somebody who aided Mm -hmm. um, a kidnapping Mm -hmm. and had sex underneath this Mm -hmm. girl being tortured. Mm -hmm. I do not consider her a victim. Mm -hmm. I don't. No. And I never will. Uh, She's a perpetrator. She's an accomplice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Somebody who got help you escape but won't help you tell you yeah, to call the police. Yeah, the like they like, had they had ground rules before they even took Colleen. So the, like the, the, you premeditated this with your husband. Yeah, you're not. And it's like there probably was like okay. So in abusive relationships, there's always that level of control, and there probably was that deep down. But it doesn't sound like he really tried to like. <sighs> really control Janice until later on when she started kind of seeming like she wanted out and like Uh so she can't just say like oh I was brainwashed the entire time because I don't think you were that deeply brainwashed at the beginning I think it was definitely not a healthy relationship no she literally said I didn't want to be the one tortured anymore so we went and found somebody else and that's wrong yeah that's not the victim wrong at all that's condoning violence and abuse whether it's not on you or somebody else she's not the victim I hate her this case is a wild fucking ride that box is so nasty man it is Mm -hmm. so filthy I Mm -hmm. hope they burned it and then Zach Bagans like I said he should come and get the head box and put that in his museum. Which maybe they destroyed it all. I know it has nothing to do with death, but Jesus, it might as well. It's got bad energy. Yeah, it does. No matter what, man. Yeah. Ugh. That's my case. Damn. 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 Uh, But remember to teach your kids never to hitchhike. Yeah, don't fucking hitchhike. Remember that no matter where you are, uh, don't hitchhike. And remember to always double check that your Uber driver, the car that pulls up, is your actual car. 100%. The correct driver... I've seen way too many videos and movies where they get in the car and then their Uber driver calls and they're like, oh, we're waiting for you. And they're like, well, mm-hmm. I'm already in a car. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, mm-hmm. you should have checked. You can think about that as like a modern day hitchhiking. It is. You're literally getting a ride from somebody from else. strangers. Somewhere. Yeah. You, know, you don't. Their own vehicle. They're vetted, but. Yeah. So just be cautious. Yeah. Just be, be cautious. We're yeah. not slamming Uber or whatever no, no. car service. I've used Uber. It was great. I didn't have to drive to the concert and get but stuck in traffic. Always be cautious. And just like us women are always told, you mm-hmm. know, use the buddy system. Be aware. And a lot of other All things. Freaking times. Wide eyed and aware. Always. Listen to your intuition, folks. Oh, yeah. And listen to us again next week. (laughs) Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. All right. I think that that, uh, makes it for a day. Yeah. I'm kind of bummed. That case bums me out. Yeah. Some are just like, oh, man, that fucking sucks. I know. And I'm going to go home and listen to my book, which will make me feel better. So, I guess. On that note, we'll just see you next uh, week. Follow us on the socials. Yeah. Facebook at More Than Murder. Twitter at More Than Underscore Murder. And Insta at More Than Murder Pod. And we did not like this More Than Murder, although it did not end in murder. It didn't. For once. No. no. And if you guys have a terribly awful case that you want us to cover or any comments on that one or any others, please email us at morethanmurderpod at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye. Bye.